We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello. What you are about to listen to is a week-old podcast that Johnny and I recorded last week, and we had some technical issues and could not get this uploaded. And it's a holiday week, so we are not going to record it, nor do I think we should, because I think it's a pretty good podcast. This was before the Rams signed Akello Witherspoon, a cornerback who recently played with the Steelers. While I don't think that should have dramatic impacts over the content of this podcast, we did talk a lot about how there are no cornerbacks on the team. So there's another one, which we're probably both kind of delighted by, that they did finally add a cornerback. And Johnny and I will discuss that signing and more when we're back next week. For now, enjoy last week's podcast about 2023 breakout candidates. Social awareness. That's to take a piss. Don't take a shit in the porta potties. All right. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Budding Heads Podcast, part of Rams Talk Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Steve Rivera here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny. This the streak for us, unfortunately, over. We had a nice hot streak of the Rams signing players right before we podcasted, and quiet week this week, no news. So, how you feeling? We're gonna do some non-news topics here. Yeah, I, I had a feeling it was gonna end at some point, but man, it was kind of nice not having to, you know, think of topics on our own and having the news just kind of help us with the topics. But I guess it's okay. It's We haven't done a, a list in a while, which we're going to get into. And we're off to a hot start here. My laptop wasn't plugged in and died immediately. So sorry to cut you off there a little bit, Johnny. But we're back. We're going to do five breakout candidates for the LA Rams today. First list in, in quite a bit. You're right. We're usually just full of lists in the off season. Yeah, it'll be nice to get back into the swing of things. And uh, lists usually means that the uh, preseason is around the corner. So uh, I'm happy to, you know, kind of knock some of these lists out before we uh, can actually start 
actually talking about the season. Yeah, and I'll be honest here. I looked at the the roster to put this list together. My list sucks. Uh, so I'm going to let you lead here, Johnny. I, How did you feel coming up with this list? Because our roster is just either fully established guys, um, big question marks, and then there are like a small number of the question. Like I would say the question marks are split into three categories. True unknowns, um, which is a lot of the late round picks and undrafted free agents this year, which we could talk about some of those guys. Um, guys that are on, on the rise, um, and I'm sure we'll get to some of these guys. Some of them are obvious. And then guys that are just like either we don't believe in or are kind of just like filler players, like bodies on the team. And unfortunately, I feel like that's where a lot of the non-established guys in this roster fall for me. How do you feel in this exercise? It, it was challenging. There's no, there's no way around it. it. It was challenging because this is a very different personnel group that we had in a long time. And uh, on top of that, this is a very young team. And so it's, it's going to be a lot of, um, there are a few guys in there that I'm feeling pretty confident about, but there's also a few other guys where it's, it's a total guess. And, um, you know, I, I also feel like there, because there is so little on this roster that some of these younger guys are going to have to step up to become these breakout stars, maybe not stars, but breakout players, um, because there is no other alternative. It's either that or, you know, they do absolutely nothing, which I hope isn't the case. Now, so, now, am it, I allowed to include guys who are, you know, kind of established to us, but could break out into like another level of upgraded player? Or do we just want to do guys that are kind of breaking out as in like not on the scene at all? and establishing themselves as NFL guys. I think like a combination of the two, you know, I, I, I think to find that, you know, guy that comes out of nowhere and just becomes this, you know, at least top contributor for the Rams, it's going to be tough uh, because there are so many different candidates here. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's a fun list and, and all in total. I'm just curious how much your uh, list aligns with mine. I'm pretty sure we're going to agree on at least two players. So uh, I'm interested in this. This is going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Um, why don't I'll let you lead because I think your list is going to be better than mine. Um, so you lead. I'll follow. Give me your first guy on your list. Okay. So do you want like the given or do you want me to throw in a curveball right away do the given give me the given okay given is ernest jones yeah that's the guy (laughs) i just asked about (laughs) because he's to us i mean and clearly he's the you know pretty firmly the second at worst third best player on this defense today um but there's another level that i think and clearly we both think this guy can get to Oh, no question. And that, and that's why he makes this list. 
and and I think in a lot of Ram fans' eyes is we kind of see him as this well-established player already. And and it kind of shows you what kind of player he is. Um, but when you really think about it, last year he kind of took a backseat to Bobby Wagner because, of course, he would. Who who's gonna overthrow Bobby Wagner? Um, so yeah, he he took a backseat, but at the same time he was still making noise despite having a diminished playing time. And on top of that, his rookie season was phenomenal when he was healthy. So. In essence, he hasn't really had that opportunity to really prove himself and become that breakout player. And that's why, to me, this was a real given because um, he hasn't quite been that that breakout player yet. But now that he has the opportunity, and as long as he stays healthy, this guy is is clearly going to be one of the better defenders on this team. Yeah, I mean, he's, I would say, bound to be a captain this year. Um, I think he's bound to put up a ungodly number of tackles whether they're quality tackles or not just simply because you look at the inside linebackers on this depth chart uh the second guy is christian roseboom so i mean no disrespect to our guy c roseboom but uh a lot of i ernest jones is gonna play i would say high 90 percentage of snaps any game that's not a blowout that he's healthy for and so yeah i think he he did take a backseat to Wagner last year, but you got to hope that – and he looked pretty good, and he looked good. Like, he looked like he was continuing to improve, but he just wasn't the number one guy. And now he's essentially the only guy. And he's got two years left in his contract. He's in a position to make a lot of tackles this year, stuff the stat sheet, uh, be a big breakout in a big way. He's already broken out to us, I guess, but uh, become more of a national name in terms of – some of the best young rising defensive players in the NFL and is in a position to set himself up for a nice cushy contract after year four, whether we can give it to him or whether somebody else gives it to him. But I, I think he's going to take this opportunity to really be a big time leader, not only on the defense, but on the team. And uh, I accept him to really grow into that role. And I'm really excited to see what we get out of this guy this year. And, like, there's a couple guys who you could put in the same level of, like, brand name or point in their career as Ernest Jones is. But he's the, I would say, maybe I'm missing somebody. He's like he's kind of like the only guy in this tier that I'm confident will break out. And I guess the other names you could throw in there are, like, Cam Akers, Van Jefferson, Joe Noteboom. Brian Allen, uh, any of those guys make your list? Oddly enough, no. Yeah, I with, with Cam Akers, that's actually one that that could absolutely make this list, but I left him off because I wanted to be a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to kind of be a little bit more uh, controversial, I guess. Maybe, maybe not controversial is the right word, but uh, I wanted to throw in more curveballs in there than, uh, you know, play it safe. Because I think that, you know, Cam Akers, you can absolutely make the case for. I have zero faith in Van Jefferson, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, and Brian Allen, 
<laughs> That's going to be tough. Well, let's let's ask this with Acres because he's an interesting name and not somebody I'm confident will get to that next level this year. But whether it's here, whether it's somewhere else, do you think Cam Akers enters week one of the 2024 season as a starting running back in the NFL, as an RB1? No. Yeah. I no, I, I, I agree. I think that <laughs> I, I think you, you can certainly make an argument if the Rams re-sign him for the 2024 season. Uh, I don't know if they would or not, but if they did, maybe he, I think that's probably the only way he becomes RB1 out of any other team in the NFL. Uh, I think if he goes to another team, unless there's like a major injury with their true starter, Cam Akers isn't going to be their, their starting running back. And yeah. that isn't necessarily a knock on Akers as it is the way the running back position is perceived in modern day NFL. It is kind of a, a bad situation for a lot of the young running backs in this league. Well, I think because the market is so kind of like in flux, I could see him if he shows something this year. And for whatever reason, the Rams choose to not bring him back. I could see a team buying into him. Um, if they don't want to use a high draft pick, uh, maybe he'd get, he'd get like a David Montgomery-esque contract. But in terms of us, I think he's either the starting running back next year or he's not on the team. I can't imagine they bring him back as a committee guy based on everything that's gone on over the last two years. I think that's fair. I don't think I, he'd I come back. That. Yeah. Like, I, I I don't think he would re-sign knowing that it's going to be a committee where he's not the guy. Uh, it just, I feel like he'd rather go do that elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, I had Ernest Jones on my list, too, so I'll, I'll give you a second name. Maybe the only other guy I feel good about listing here uh, is Kobe Durant, and he's a fourth-round pick last year. I think out of all the young you know, real fresh blood rookies on the team last year. He probably showed the most. Um, he's, he, I, I just like the guy. I, I liked what I saw. I don't know what it is. He, he passed the eye test for me. Now he was playing alongside Jalen Ramsey this year. He'll be playing alongside the likes of Sean Jolly and um, <laughs> like Darian Kendrick. So, it's going to be an interesting year for him that I'm guessing will have a lot of downs, but I think we'll have a good amount of ups. And I think that we will, I'm not ready to sit here and say he, by the end of this year, will view Kobe Durant as a number one cornerback in the NFL. But I think we'll view him as a building block for this defense and somebody that can and will be a starter on good defenses in the future. Yeah, I, and in fact, he did actually make my list as well, um, and it makes per, it makes too much sense to not have him on this list. Uh, he may be just entering his second season, but um, pretty pretty much the Rams are asking this guy to be your the, their true number one guy, unless they you know sign another corner, uh, which even if they were. He wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to sign a top tier cornerback. So, um, unless Marcus Peters somehow 
says squashes any beef that he might have with the team and decides to pay a take a pay cut. There, there's no way um, there's going to be another cornerback uh, that might be better than than uh, what Kobe Durant might bring to the table. Uh, so, yeah, basically that's going to be the Rams' top cornerback uh, uh, going into the 2023 season. And you know, there's nothing, um, there's nothing to say that this guy can't you know, elevate himself to become a much better cornerback to kind of break out into the 2023 season. But um, there was a lot to to go off of last season to, you know, kind of indicate that he is, he is going to be a building block for this team, whether or not he's going to be like a, a top tier cornerback in the league in 2023. That's another question in of itself. But I feel like overall, there is a reason to be excited about Kobe Durant, but let's keep things, uh, you know, realistic. And if you're going to expect him to be the next Jalen Ramsey, you're going to be severely disappointed. Yeah, there, that that's a once in a generation type prospect in Jalen Ramsey. That is that is not who he's going to be. Um, it'll be a long time before we get another one of those, I would imagine. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You look at Kobe's, um, Blaine Grissick from Turf Show Times put out a good tweet about Kobe today. Uh, Among cornerbacks with at least 100 covering snaps last season from the slot, uh, he allowed the fifth fewest yards per snap, uh, the best quarterback rating in the NFL to 48.7. And the, uh, you know, I I don't know what this last stat means, so I'm not going to include it. Um, so, but this is, uh, okay, it says 11.6 coverage snaps per reception. So does that mean once every 11 and a half snaps somebody would catch a pass on him? That's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. I think. Well, I read it for you guys anyways. But uh those now obviously that's a that's quite a sample size there um and kind of cherry picking some good numbers for him. But if you're able to cherry pick those numbers for a rookie like Durant last season, you know, that's still something to note. Give me another name on your list, Johnny. Okay, well, since I kind of gave you a given last time, and I'm – no, actually, no, that's not true. I have one more given. But since I gave you a given last time, I'll go ahead and give you a curveball this time. 
How about Jordan Fuller? Okay. Okay. I would put him in that Ernest Jones tier that we were talking really? about. I forgot to mention him. I don't have him on my list, so. Okay. So, what's the thing about Jordan Fuller? So, does he have the potential to be on the same list as Ernest Jones, or the same tier, rather? Yes. Yes, he has that potential, especially if you go back to the success he had in his rookie season. But the fact is, is um, injuries have been a big part of uh, the reason why he's been declining. And uh, last season especially, I felt like he had a, an opportunity to, you know, really step up and you know, kind of become the guy next to uh, Nick Scott, but ultimately lost the job to uh, um, Taylor Rapp, who love or hate the guy, he, I guess, was the the starter, the, the true starter next to Nick Scott. So this year he has an opportunity to redeem himself, um, basically playing next to, you know, some of these really young safeties. So uh, I imagine that Raheem and um, Sean McVay are going to rely on him to become, uh, you know, sort of leader for the safeties. And um, I think that if, if he stays healthy and, he, um, you know, sticks to what uh, Morris is teaching over there. I feel like uh, Jordan Fuller can be a guy that steps up and becomes, you know, uh, that safety that we believe he can be. And uh, I, I hope that that's the case because as much as I, I have a lot of faith in some of these younger guys like Rush East and Quentin Lake and even Jason Taylor to an extent, um, I think he could be the perfect guy to kind of lead them um, but it all just kind of depends. Can he stay healthy? Can he stay consistent? And, uh, I think he does. I do. I, I think he does. And, um, it's why I put him on this list. I, I was, he was probably my, uh, fringe candidate here, but I, I really hope that he develops and blossoms into that safety that we know he can be. It's a contract year for him, I believe. Um, and so I didn't have him on my list, but, I I didn't, honestly didn't really think about him for this exercise and I don't think I don't know if I would have put him on it cuz I'm I'm cautiously optimistic on him. Uh he was hurt last year and maybe that injury was a part of the reason why he lost that starting job. He only played in four games. Um I kind of hope it is because we need him this year. He really needs to be an anchor uh on that secondary and I think we need him to deliver in a big way as much, if not more than we need Ernest Jones. Now I'm more confident Jones will do it, but I, it's easy to forget because how lost of a season last year was fuller was real fucking good as a rookie and was really good as well. In 2021, he got hurt before that super bowl run. Nick Scott kind of came in, uh, broke out. We got the miraculous Eric Weddle run because of Jordan Fuller's injury. But, I, I, I love him as a guy. I love him as a player. And I I really hope that uh, he does break out this year. I think with him, um, with Van, with Cam Akers, um, I would even throw a note boom in there. Kind of a make or break year for those guys where they really either kind of need to take another step in their careers or um, they're just going to be guys in the NFL for the rest of their career instead of like names that are starters for for the foreseeable future 
And I think out of those guys, Fuller is the most likely to do it. And and I think he he will. I don't know if he'll get back to his best football, but I'm confident he'll be a good starter this year. And I hope he he does break out and plays at a Pro Bowl level. Certainly another guy that when healthy should play 100% of the snaps every week. Uh, I'll, I'll give you another name here, Johnny. I, I'm talking myself into it. I'm putting a Larry Jackson on the list. I don't know if it will be at tackle, but this is a guy who came onto the starting line later in the year last year and really helped turn it around from being a disaster to being slightly below average, which was a huge, huge improvement, mind you. Um, and I... I think out of all like all these guys we've listed on the line who are coming back with the exception of Havenstein, he's the most exciting name to me, and he's flashed more potential, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, than like the Notebooms and the Sheltons and the Brian Allens of the world. And I think he'll just find a starting job on this offensive line. It might be at left tackle. He might be an out Noteboom for that job. That'd be kind of disastrous for a cap situation, but... I wouldn't rule it out. And if not, I think he could get one of those guard slots along uh, Steve Avila. Um, so I, I I feel good about having him on my list. What do you think? Do you have Jackson? Actually, yes, I do have Larry Jackson. He, he, he was my last given, to be honest. I, I feel like Alaric Jackson is too good of an offensive lineman to keep on the bench. So whether or not the Rams decide to you know, gift the left tackle spot to him or not, I think he's going to shift over to guard. I, I feel like Alaric Jackson really stepped up last year, and it was unfortunate that he sustained that injury. I believe it was blood clots, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Kind of an interesting injury. but um, Yeah, scary injury. Very. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that if, if he stays healthy, he could – theoretically be our best offensive lineman, uh, even next to a guy like Rob Havenstein, who has been, you know, one of the more consistent offensive linemen the Rams have had. Um, and certainly uh, on the current roster. So um, yeah, I, I think Alaric Jackson steps up and it wouldn't surprise me at all. If Sean McVay is like, you know what, he's probably the better left tackle. Let's, let's stick him in there and then move Noteboom to guard. It wouldn't be the first time Noteboom played guard for us, though it's kind of disappointing to see that we're paying a guard left tackle money, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, not a horrendous situation to be in, if if you think about it. But, um, yeah, I, I if Alaric Jackson is as good as you and I believe he can be, Steve, Alaric Jackson is easily, um, you know, one of the better offensive linemen the Rams have. Uh, if not the best one. So uh, looking forward to seeing how he develops. And uh, I believe he's entering a contract year himself. So uh, this this could be very expensive to retain him if he ends up as good as we think he is. So I like I I, forget, I kind of forgot about the blood clots. Blood clots. Um, I mean, we know if that was still an issue, right? Like, I don't think they'd be acting like he's playing. 
Yeah, I'd imagine if it was still an issue, because that's a very serious issue, which is why they shut him down for the season. Right. Um, I, I would imagine that he wouldn't be out there participating. Um, so, yeah, if, if he if this was continuously a, an issue, they, they definitely wouldn't even consider him to be starting or playing at all. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be surprising if it was just never mentioned. He is in a contract year. If he has a good year, I'd be curious to see how much he commands. Um, he'd have to, I think he'd have to have a really, really fucking unbelievable year for the Rams to not be able to afford to bring him back. But, yeah, that's... Anytime these guys break out, it's there's always a danger of having to pay them money for their services. And every team could use an offensive lineman, even the best teams uh, uh even the best offensive lines would absolutely love to have a young talent on their team so yeah it, it wouldn't be cheap if if he has a, even if he has a, like an, a a pretty good year not even like a a damn good you know um best offensive lineman rams offensive lineman you know even if he has a good year i feel like it would be still difficult to retain him without overpaying for him yeah i i agree It'll be it'll be interesting how how they can handle that. Uh, you, we've gone through four guys on your list, right? Yep. I'll give you one. I put a rookie on here. I don't feel great about putting a rookie on here, uh, but I put Travius Hodges Tomlinson, the cornerback out of TCU, just because like, and we talked about it with Kobe, like man, I look at this depth chart, and like, I don't see it with a lot of these guys. I, I, and I really, I, I don't see it at all at this point with Robert Rochelle, who's going to get a chance to play uh, and prove himself. But I just think with Hodges Tomlinson, this is such a pedigree guy coming out of college. You know, all these guys were great in college, but this guy was really fucking great. And I think he's getting slept on for, you know, reasons like size related reasons. Obviously there's other like, reasons there if he slips this far, but um, just, as a prospect, man, kind of jumps off the sheet for where they got him. And you look at the players he's going to be competing with for snaps, Rochelle, Darian Kendrick, Sean Jolly, Tyan Davis. Uh, I believe in this guy, and I think he's going to get a chance to play a lot. And I think even though, like, you know, I'm not going to put Steve Avila on here because he's a second round. He was a 36 pick in the draft, but I will put a fifth round pick on here. I think it's acceptable to put a rookie drafted athlete on this list. So, um, traditionally speaking, I probably wouldn't pick a rookie to go on this list. But considering the Rams are, you know, a, a team that's filled with you know, basically young guys, it's really hard not to put uh, a rookie on this list. And like you said, Steve, uh, you know, Hodges Tomlinson is is a guy that could be slated to be a starter immediately. And, and it wouldn't be a big shock because of the depth chart. You know, uh, obviously we talked about Kobe Turner, but beyond that is really not a whole lot there. You know, when you when you start talking about Sean Jolly, who – is a mystery in and of himself because of injuries to him. So um, that that's that's a guy that could potentially be a starter as well. 
Robert Rochelle hasn't really shown a whole lot of anything. And Darian Kendrick, in my opinion, is more of a situational player at best uh, for cornerback because the dude lacks any type of speed, which is kind of required on the NFL level. So Yeah, that would help. Y- yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that. all that said, you know, it, it wouldn't be a surprise in the least that that Hodges Tomlinson comes in and becomes that starter, especially if he becomes that, uh, you know, nickel corner, the, something the Rams haven't really had a true nickel corner in a while. So um, it, the, the Rams definitely need it, especially in this division. So um, I, I think there's a very good opportunity for him to not only win the starting role, but to break out. So that that is a good choice. Um, I, I can – I could definitely commend the choice for this one. In a six-round pick, I, I had it wrong. He, so later than I was thinking in my head. Like, yeah, yeah. like, you can, I, I'm not going to throw, like, Byron Young on here either. I think it's too high of a pick for this. But I needed names here, and that's a guy I believe in. Um, and we're going to put him on the list. Who do you so, have? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so as far as my last pick, <laughs> so... Steve, I I had to put this guy on this list because uh, there's a hype train surrounding him. Of course, there has been a hype train for the past year or so. I think I'm entering on this train a little bit. I, I'm I'm kind of like putting my foot through the door, you know, just kind of slowly dipping my toe in the pool, uh, so to speak, to see if it's hot or cold. Um, based on my description, can you guess who this guy is, Steve? Is it is it two two? It is two two. Wow! <laughs> I love that he made it. I had you know I I did think about a couple of other guys on for this list, but two two, I I feel like is is kind of someone that if if uh, the if the offense works out as well as we think it will, because as as of this moment, maybe it's not an offense that would be groundbreaking or an elite offense in any manner. But it, it's certainly a, a decent enough offense to, you know, actually be concerning for defenses. You know, the offensive line has improved. Maybe the, it's not a, a top-tier offensive line, but it has improved. Uh, Matthew Stafford is 100%. At least that's what Sean McVay in Matthew Stafford is saying himself. So that helps a lot. So you combine that together. You combine the fact that Tutu Atwell has been working hard. At least that's what it's been reported. Um, And I think that this might be the year for him to excel. And if it is, this could be very, very concerning for defenses that played against the Rams. Especially because one thing, there's actually one quote that made me believe in Tutu Atwell that Sean McVay said. And that's that he's working to be an overall complete wide receiver rather than just playing to the strength of, of uh, you know, being a slot receiver. And I like that. I like that he's – he's uh, no one's going to say he's going to be, you know, uh, an every down wide receiver or anything. That's such fucking coach speak, man. 
you're buying you know into the coach. It, it might be. It might be a little bit of hype. A like, little he's bit trying to become speed. an all-around receiver when he's not even good at like a specific thing yet. He's fast. <laughs> yeah, that what like what one or two plays last year. <laughs> it, it is definitely coach speak. Don't get me wrong, but the fact that they're kind of gearing him towards that, I think, is a step in the right direction, and. I think overall, since there's really not a whole lot of depth at wide receiver, Matthew Stafford might not have a choice but then to rely on Tutu Atwell. So I I, I am thinking that this is going to be a breakout year for him. Am I going to be overly optimistic? Maybe not. But I think it would be safe to say that Tutu Atwell could be a breakout candidate. It is definitely a curveball, but I'm sticking to it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. So, yeah, you, you're dipping your toe in the water. I will say, like, I've, I, I have my bathing suit on, but I haven't left the room yet because I don't really want to go outside. Like, I'm not, I'm not 100% out. Uh, he showed some flashes last year, few and far between, but they existed and it's such a thin depth chart. And, you know, I think the, the fact, I mean, they brought in some guys like that. Yeah, they just signed DeMarcus Robinson, Tyler Johnson. They, they drafted Puka Nakua, but they haven't done enough to me to fully be out on this guy yet. That being said, um, I would not be shocked if he gets cut. In August, but I, it's for him, like we talked about make or break years for other guys. Like, I think it's a make or break year for Van Jefferson, but if he doesn't make it this year, he's just going to be a fourth or fifth wide receiver for the rest of his career around the league. If Tutu doesn't make it this year, he's, I don't think he'll play a meaningful snap in the NFL again, Uh, because it's such a thin depth chart. There is opportunities for snaps. He has to beat out Ben Skoranek. Um, who we like now, but you know, he should be able to do that if, if he's even close to the guy they hoped he would be when they drafted him. And yeah, it'd be great if he can become a more complete receiver, but I'd like him to just be reliable at doing something before we can get to that point. Dots fired. <laughs> but I hope, I, I, I think it would be a good for the Rams and be just like so fucking funny if he actually panned out like it would be objectively hilarious if he became like a real contributor on this team and good for us and good for him but it would be really fucking funny because we are not I mean 
We may be the only podcast that comes out and does this all the time. We are certainly not the only people on the Rams internet that speak about Tutu the way we do. Imagine he becomes the next Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I'd be happy if he became the next Tavon Austin, dude. Uh, no, I don't know if I'd be happy about that one, but... He's not even close. He's no. not even close. But, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I think that um, it is it is probably a long shot for him to become more than Tutu Atwell. But, um, you know, if there was ever a season to prove himself, it, it, it would be this season. Um, and who's to say that uh, he can't step up a little bit? And that's... That's what I'm hoping for. I, you know, I'm joking obviously about the Tyreek Hill comment, but um, you know, maybe he can step up and become like a true number two and number three receiver. You never know. Dude, if he could become like rookie year Chris Givens, I'd be happy about it. That's that's a name uh, <laughs> I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> that I I he was real good that one year. He was. He was. I, I remember even, you know, getting real excited about seeing what he was going to do the following years. Um, spoiler alert, uh, nothing. <laughs> we just, you know, we got to sprinkle those matches in for the listeners so they remember that we do really watch this team play, for better or worse, all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> and especially in those 2000-era teams. Jeez, man, there was... <sighs> You know, actually, a name unrelated to an offense or even the receiver position. Do you remember Victor Adeyanju? I do not. He was a defensive end. And I remember thinking that this guy was going to be really good. And it was just draft hype. This guy turned out to be someone that the Rams didn't even really hold on to for a while. Fourth round pick in 2006. Yeah, that was before I I followed this team to a disgusting level. Um, so to the to the Ram fans that have you know seen the horrible years, you'll remember this this guy. One of uh, 2006, I believe that was one of the worst draft classes by an NFL team in the history of the sport of football. Yep. Ty Hill, Joe Klopfenstein, Claude Roten, John Alston, Dominic Bird, Victor Adeyanju, Marquise Hagens, Tim McCargill, Mark Setterstorm, Tony Palmer. I literally don't think a single one of those guys had a effective NFL career. Yeah, not really. I mean, yeah, not, this, not really. This was 2006. The guy who lasted the longest in the NFL was Dominic Bird, who lasted till 2011, who had 83 yards in his career. <laughs> oh, man. That says a lot right there, doesn't it? And it's actually, I guess he got cut in 2007, went away for four years, and then came back in 2011. And I'm guessing just floated. Oh, he actually played in three regular season games. That's crazy. So I guess then without him, it would have been Ty Hill, who did not have a successful NFL career. No, no, he did not. Um, 
my man, I struggled to find a fifth name to put on my list because I could have reached for guys like Tutu that, but I'm not buying in. I didn't want to do a second rookie. I I wanted to do a guy up front on the defense, and I just went with Michael Hoyt, I guess. Um, Big guy. I was trying to remember which one of these guys I remember seeing last year and was like, huh, you know, that could be something. And I think he was the one that flashed the most out of the group of like him, Bobby Brown, Jonah Williams, uh, Marcus Copeland, Daniel Hardy. So Michael Hoyt, that's my guy. Another, you know, uh, a lesser version of Kobe Durant to me where it's just like, who else is going to play? And we do, as much as we shit on this defense and the roster we have, Aaron Donald is still there. And so you will be able to get to the quarterback if you're good enough to do it. And I think he might be. And I would really, like, we give all those hopes for guys. I would just love for Michael Hoyt to become uh, a slightly better version of Justin Hollins. That's all we need. Just a guy who you can play next to a great edge rusher who either could be Byron Young or could be somebody we bring in next year. Um, and maybe it's just a rotation of new guy plus those two. And I just hope he could swing it. And that that's what I think beyond Young, who obviously has some potential to be a really good, really productive player here. With this just crapshoot of guys you have, I think you just want that guy who you can have in a rotation and rely on to be a productive player. And I think Hoy, out of all these guys, has the best chance to do it. I mean, that's not a bad pick, uh, a bad pick at all, because uh, ideally, if the season were to start, um, you know, right now, more than likely your starters would probably be him and, and Byron Young. And the thing is, there isn't a ton of competition there. You know, a, a lot of these guys are very young or unproven. And with him, he, he has the edge, you know, he has the most experience of the group. And uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, there's a very good possibility that he ends up, um, you know, having a breakout season. And, you know, since he has that experience, has that experience uh, playing next to Aaron Donald, maybe there can be some type of chemistry there. You never know. And, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good pick. Um, definitely a little bit um, – more of a for sure thing than my pick of Tutu Atwell, but you know, I had to throw in a curveball. I mean, neither guy is a Michael Hoy is not a short thing, he's only no. a short thing to play because who else will? <laughs> like, he will get some snaps, I think. Let's, um, well, let's quickly run through some guys that we didn't name, um, that could be breakout candidates Kieran Williams, running back. Are you a believer? Because I, I don't think I'm a believer. I I believe that he's going to get more opportunities, and I believe he's going to demonstrate a little bit more of his capabilities. But do I think he's going to be a breakout player? No. Like, I know drafting Zach Evans and signing Sonny Michelle doesn't necessarily mean they don't believe in Karen Williams, but it doesn't make me feel like they believe in Karen Williams. <laughs> It doesn't no, make me feel no. good about his prospects. And not like, and the fact that they did both 
and I think they did need another running back even with these two guys, but the fact that they need another running back uh, kind of just adds to the point. Yeah, that that's fair. How about um, um or you got any more thoughts on Williams? No. How about Ben Skoranek? I I think we both like Skoranek and I'm guessing you're kind of in the agreement with with me that there are things he could do to polish his game, but I don't really ever see him being more than a like maybe wide receiver 3 if you have two really good guys above him and just like a kind of like utility guy that you can do a lot of things with you can use as a blocking receiver maybe like a pseudo tight end uses the fullback like they did last year but I don't think there's and maybe I'm wrong because he got way better in between year one and year two um I don't really see a big ceiling for him I think he's closer to it than um I, I just don't think there's a ton of room to go up in terms of actually breaking out I think he's just kind of like a gadget guy that I could see being here for a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think with with him, there there might be some things that uh, Sean McVay expands his role a little bit. You know, having a little bit more fun with the offense, um, and, and I like how creative that Sean McVay got with him last year, using him as like a situational fullback, sometimes even at tight end. Um, I, I like that, and and I do see that expanding a little bit more. But to call him a breakout player, I think would be a bit of a stretch. Um, I, maybe he gets a little bit more playing time, but I I highly doubt that he becomes anything more than just a gadget player. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that because uh, in the end, these types of players do make a big difference, uh, even if they're not playing every single down. Yeah, and, and he's a guy I like, and uh, I I could see him being on the team for 10 years uh, because I think they'll just continue to have uses for him. I just, I don't envision him being a every down receiver, nor should I think they should plan for him to be that. That doesn't mean he's not going to have a use, um, and that doesn't mean he can't be on this team for the foreseeable future. I... <laughs> I thought about putting Hunter Long on my list, and I was like, "This that would just make this whole thing a joke." There's any of the tight ends, really. I I don't know. You know, Bryson Hopkins. Maybe there's something, but I don't know. I'm not confident. I think their tight end of the future is not on the roster. Although we, you know, Davis Allen, Davis Allen, maybe. Yeah, I as far as tight end is concerned, you can certainly make an uh, argument more for Davis Allen for sure because his you see where the Rams are going to go with Davis Allen. He he's a true pass catching tight end. At least that's the plan, and that that was his role in college. And maybe they'll expand his role a little bit, maybe to make him at least a semi-decent blocker, but that's going to take time. But for now, for 2023, you know that if he does make it on the field, that he's going to be a a target for Matthew Stafford. So you have more of an argument for him than for Hunter Long, even though technically speaking, Hunter Long may have more of an opportunity 
to become, you know, more of a breakout player. But the thing is, what has Hunter Long proven? Now, personally, I know a lot of people have, you know, ripped on him for a good reason because he produced nothing in Miami. But I I think there is still potential there for Hunter Long. But to sit there and say maybe he'd be a breakout candidate would be a stretch. Um, as much as I, I like Hunter Long and I and I do hope that he develops into something more in, in, here in Los Angeles, it, it, it would be tough to say that and put him on this list. Yeah. It was someone I kind of glanced at, you know, when I was, you know, picking my guys. But, you know, I, I didn't get too far with that. I, maybe if he produces a little bit this season uh, and he's still on the roster next season – I, I could have him on this potential list next season uh, for 2024, but we'll see. It, it really feels like you put on a blindfold and threw a dart if you're going to pick Hunter Long to be breakout candidate because there's nothing to back that up, like literally nothing. Beyond his scouting profile as a draft pick, what, two, three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the I think the last name that's worth noting – how do you feel about Robert Rochelle? A I guy, mean, a guy who should have a chance to play a lot, but a guy who should have played a lot last year and just straight up didn't. And then when he did play, it wasn't wasn't exciting. I mean, I, I, when I hear Robert Rochelle's name, I get flashbacks flashbacks to uh, David Long. You know, a, a guy, I, I mean, not maybe not as critical as David Long, because at least, you know, with Rochelle, you knew you were getting a project player. Right. He was yeah. not he, he was not, you know, highly touted like Long was. So I, I guess it's a little a little less than what David Long was, but it's still the feeling is similar in a sense that you don't have a lot of confidence in the guy moving into the 2023 season. Now that doesn't mean he can't surprise folks. That doesn't mean he can't improve. Um, but it's, there, there's a lot, there, there's a lot that he would have to overcome. And I'm not so certain he's going to be able to do that in 2023. Maybe he takes a few steps in the right direction. Um, but man, it, it's going to be a climb, and the Rams may not have a choice but to use him because depth is so thin. But it, it we'll see, we'll see what we have. Hopefully, he surprises us all. I don't know. Like they, it felt like they didn't have the choice to, but to use him last year at times, and they just didn't use him anyways. Yeah, <laughs> ain't that the truth? Yeah, like. It's weird. I don't know. I he showed some stuff his rookie year, but I I really don't don't have any faith that he's gonna bounce back. But he certainly should get the chance. He will get the chance to at least in the preseason. He's a guy. Robert shows a guy where if he trots out to play a single snap in the preseason, he's done. <laughs> That's it to me. the The Terrell Burgess, uh, the Terrell Burgess piece. Anyone else that you think is, like, interesting to note here? I, I think we kind of hit it all. You know, I think that just, like, smorgasbord of defensive linemen, like, it's just kind of, I don't know, kind of just a crapshoot. 
Yeah, I mean, if you want to throw in a guy like um, maybe Bobby Brown as as a potential candidate, but I for a breakout, no. Uh, I mean, maybe a guy to look out for, but um, he hasn't shown anything thus far to really suggest to even really be considered for this list. Uh, yeah, I I I hope that Bobby Brown, you know, kind of breaks out but uh, he has he has a tall mountain to climb so we'll see yeah another guy who's probably going to play like quite a bit because who else is going to play <laughs> probably going to be a lot of rotations yeah yeah all right well it was fun to talk about uh these fellows here i'm excited to talk about the you know really good players on the team again at some point but this was a fun one the real, I say the really good players on the team, like there's more than three of them. <laughs> Four. I'll give Rob Havenstein its respect. Four of them. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a, a Derek Downer approaching. Yeah, well, no, because I, I think we're ready for it. Um, and I actually am excited to see how this year plays out. Uh, because it's just... It, the, the, the book's... Like they they ate their medicine. The the books are not cooked long term beyond the only real disaster scenario is if Stafford just looks so washed this year uh, that like we can't even get anything out of him next year. I think it's really the only scenario where the season ends and we're like fuck. Anything else is kind of like well either like if Donald or cup look kind of old, it's like, okay, well then we rebuild. And I guess same with Stafford, but I don't know. I, I, I hope we can rebuild on the fly and compete in 24 and then deal with it after that. But this year, you know, I'm, I'm fun. I'm excited to have no pressure. Uh, it's something we haven't had in a while, which is crazy. Cause we didn't have it for like a decade. That's true. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be fun. Sometimes it'll be fun. Sometimes. Okay. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Steve Ribeiro, at Johnny5Not6, at Talk Rams. We'll talk to you guys soon.